Hello and welcome to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. Today we are going to be talking with Nicole from our marketing department about her favorite childhood movie, Beauty and the Beast. The Disney version. The Disney version. That came out in the early 90s, not the live action one. No, we hate that one. Just kidding. We We don't have any feelings about that one. I don't even think we talk about that one. This was a great episode. Nicole's a delightful guest. Stay tuned, friends. Stay tuned till the very end because there's a lovely surprise at the very end of the episode. Do you remember? I don't. There's a certain musical element. I do. I do remember. I was blown away. I was blown away. Oh, throughout this episode, and I apologize, they don't teach podcasting in library school. The little windows, you've got mail song happens a lot. I can't help it if I'm popular. I just get a lot of emails. Not to toot your own horn, but toot, toot. Maybe I did it on purpose, just so everybody's like, wow, she's popular. Stop emailing yourself. You're making everybody uncomfortable. (laughs) Casey Case, I'm waxing the stacks and we're back. And away we go. Welcome back, friends. We're in episode two of our new podcast here at the Troy Public Library, Books We Loved. But today, we're actually going to be talking about media that Mm -hmm. we have loved in the past. And we have a special guest today. And I'm going to let Nicole, our new friend, introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what she does here at Troy Public Library. And this is Manda, by the way, if you don't recognize my voice yet. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone is doing very well. Uh, My name's Nicole, and my position here at the library, I work in the marketing department. Our library is that fancy that we have our own marketing department. Incredibly fancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Top tier. We're Dijon mustard. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) On the shelf. The spicy Dijon mustard. Mm, Like to keep it interesting. Oh, a little spice. Franche version of Dijon mustard. Where you can see oh, the little poupon. seeds in it. Oh. We are the, the poupon <laughs> Excuse me, of a library. Do you have any great <laughs> <laughs> We're almost French. We're that sophisticated here. At well, we do have many language resources as well. Oh, look at so, her. She's a marketing it's a tie-in. It's yeah. just, yes. Look at that tie-in. <laughs> I can throw anything together, I feel yeah. like. Wow. I think a research teacher of mine taught me that. Just You can have five different cards of topics, and then you just have a card in between each of them your transition boom research paper done well that's actually i'm really interested how does a marketing person like what's what do you do in school my background was actually in art and design okay so i'm more graphics media you know video montages etc the social media of course sure um but yeah because originally i was in school and i did performance too and that kind of translated quite well into art and design and especially now in the marketing world with social media being so popular it the that extra performance background does help as well and keeps it fun yeah if you see any of us making fools of ourselves on instagram that's all thanks to nicole you are never making fools of stars of ourselves exactly exactly So what do you do? Like, so when you're in school, do you do all of this stuff like learning your market, like making up a fake person that you're marketing to, like market research? Is that what that's called? I've worked in libraries forever. I don't know any other jobs. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I did solely, like my major was graphic design and studio art. So that's literally all I did. I was just on the computer. I would get an assignment. These are the parameters. Make something beautiful. Mm-hmm. So creative, like totally creative. creative. Um, in the realm of making a different person, though, I 
that's what I did do for my studio art thesis, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And she was a stereotypical millennial, quote unquote, who was obsessed with social media. And it was this interesting concept of like, okay, who we are in person versus who we are in reality. Is it the same? Is it not? And also this question of identity and how you express it and how you can really change it and morph it for whatever occasion you want. Um, And also on a creepy level, how easy that can be too. So So, like when you're at a party, you're one type of person, but when you're Mm -hmm. at work, when you're at the doctor's office, Mm -hmm. right, you're a different Different type of person. person. So you're fixed. There's like no fixed self. No. We contain multitudes. Who is a stranger we're working with? Do yeah. you really know the real Nicole? We don't know Nicole. I don't know her. Nicole, I don't I think, knows Nicole. She's just like a million different Nicoles. I feel like this Precisely. is such a great segue into today's topic because <laughs> who are we, really? Who do we let people see? What's inside? A beast? Something beautiful? <laughs> Have I given too much away, Nicole? Oh, dear. <laughs> the spoilers. I think she might be talking about a beauty. And, and a beast. Oh. And so, so maybe Beauty and the Beast. And just to clarify, are we talking about the Disney version? Are we talking about the Broadway version? What For our listeners who for might not know. For our listeners, I think because this is books and titles, quote mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. media that we loved, the For the Sake, we'll be talking about the early 90s movie. Good, because that's Beauty what I rewatched. Yes. And granted, yes, of course, there's the revival and the live action that they did um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother entity but then as you said the broadway one yeah and then there's yeah. books and the original book which was written oh i have i have 1700s all, 16 yeah. or 17s by we'll there's, get to it that's that was my toes. research so yeah good. everyone shut up setting her nicest teacher yeah, spicy poupon for you <laughs> <laughs> so nicole why did you love beauty and the beast i'm was into performance and musicals mm-hmm. were very much a large part of my childhood and beating the beast was one that i would have my mother she would put in the vhs we would watch it and then i would say i would want to watch it again mother please rewind it <laughs> like literally Such right a after well-mannered child <laughs> mother too. Mother. Okay, Mother, well, please. Is it okay. Okay. time yet? I don't know if I was actually a well-mannered child. Can, can we also just remind, rewind for a second for our younger listeners? Can you explain what a VHS player oh. is? Oh, 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 my. For some of our maybe high school or early adults that might not know what VHS is. Well, think of it like a DVD, but instead of a disc, it was this big box that had literal <laughs> like film in it. And yep. sometimes that film would get tangled and you had to do the whole pencil trick and you had to like turn it to kind mm-hmm. of. Re- and if it came mm-hmm. out, it, it was the end of your life it was as gone. you knew it. Truly. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> I don't know if I can afford a new VHS tape of this. Yeah. I'm going to have to wait until Christmas or my birthday to ask. And then. Right. Mm-hmm. So in exactly. dark days. It could be back in the dark vault days. by then. For or like maybe no you class. recorded something off of the television. Do you remember? You used to be able yes. to buy blank VHS <gasps> yes. tapes. Yes. And mm-hmm. set your recorder, your your uh, VHS recorder, to record a movie. And maybe somebody recorded over your TV version of Top Gun. And <gasps> you lost your cool. You just never know. So those were different dark days, friends. Those were darker days. Darker oh, yeah. days. Dark in a different way. I maybe. feel like this might have happened. Not it was oddly experience. specific. Yeah. It was, it was very I'm just specific. saying if it happened to others. 
<laughs> Definitely not to me. It's sus, it's okay. as our young viewers would probably say. Yes. Right? Aww, I'm trying to be relevant. We're talking to the youngins right now anyway. We might as well use their mm. lingo from two years ago. It's groovy. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if groovy's going to make a comeback. Rad seems to have made a comeback. I don't know if you've noticed. People are saying rad to me. Mm. Yes. Oh. I'm going to blame Stranger Things, maybe? It's probably mm. Stranger Things. Oh, that new season, I, dark. Ooh, I can only watch little bits at delicious, a time. Delicious, really? in my opinion. <laughs> but I'm also a weirdo, and I like the dark and creepy things. But oh. so. I like the kids on bikes part, and like the '80s hair and makeup part. Mm-hmm. But then when the monsters come, I'm done. You just kind of mm-hmm. use fast forward to yeah. those parts. <laughs> like this is a great show about kids riding their bikes around a little neighborhood. <laughs> That's all it's about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As you pause the TV. So you loved it but. because it was a musical. Absolutely. And a lot of us when we were younger were fed that narrative of princesses mm-hmm. and falling in love and romance. And so it was a bit of that as well. But I, and maybe I identified with Belle too, because I had, long brown hair mm. bell had long brown hair sure yeah so it was a little bit of a oh i see myself in her totally but did you watch amanda when you were oh, you loved yeah. it it was like my last disney also movie on repeat before yeah. i was starting to be too old for disney oh, movies okay. you know how there's kind of like that tween cut off where you're like uh-huh i'm not really watching this but you're really watching it because right. you're into it i think beauty and the beast came out when i was like 10 or 11 okay so just like it was my last one that i got really absorbed in so you're getting the mcdonald's toys probably and then you're no my parents didn't take us out to eat much oh really no i know rough childhood right hashtag first world problems (laughs) so you didn't get to you mcdonald's first world problems i didn't get happy meals yeah they did take us to taco bell though when we went out because my mom was a vegetarian so that clicks together yeah that's fair especially then if you're a vegetarian you probably couldn't eat out like what vegetarian stuff? Does the, there have? wasn't a lot of stuff in the nineties. I remember mm-hmm. when we would go to Burger King, my mom would get a Whopper without the burger. So it was just oh. the vegetables. Oh, and like cheese. a veggie sandwich. Yeah. Hmm. And I told her you were I the thought- forerunner to like the fancy burgers that they have now that are actually veggie burgers. At See, places. I thought Burger King had veggie burgers. They did eventually, but not, not as early as not she was at the not in our city at least Got at it. that time too okay. so fair nowadays True. they have them at i feel like a lot of places lots of options most. i feel yeah. like anywhere that has a burger has a veggie burger they better for sure but they're gonna get a strongly worded letter from somebody yes so, so from me i'm vegetarian I'll, oh, I'll I'll, yeah i'll yes. write one for you too yeah <gasps> Oh, man. So sweet. That bacon sandwich I brought you for lunch, I guess I can't offer it to was, you. It was insensitive, we thought. <laughs> Sorry. I am insensitive. Wait, so it's why okay. did you like Beauty and the Beast, Amanda? Um, I loved, you know, I'm not a big musical person. I've gone to musicals, whatever. How dare you? I know. How dare I? <laughs> but I like Disney. I always liked Disney music. I thought Beauty and the Beast, the songs were very catchy and clever and fun. I just remember watching the food scene, you know, try the gray stuff. It's delicious. We'll get to that later. Yes. yes. All of that stuff cracked me up. And I, I thought it was so much fun. I may or may not be able to probably sing close to the whole thing. I may or may not be able to but, say every word in that movie because I've seen it so many times. It's maybe embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I impressed my husband before we were married with my 
ability to quote Beauty and the Beast. That's often. how you get them. Yep. That's how you, you lure the them ones. in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's how you know <laughs> you, they're a good one when they listen to the whole thing. Quote yeah. creepy children's movie lyrics out of context. It really lures them in. It was my little winning fish lure. So were you, you would speak them? You would speak the lyrics? Sometimes I sing them as well. Oh, singing is Never. less creepy than speaking them. Try the gray well, stuff. <laughs> I mean, I do both, if we're being honest. But I'll make sure it's not really gray. And then I'll have to point to the thing on the platter I actually mean. Anyway, long story. Um, I love the music. Going back to why I like it. I love the music, but I also was a big reader as a kid. Surprised that I work in a library. And when he gave her... Spoiler. Spoiler. Mm. When the Beast gives her the library... Oh, yeah. I, I may have had tears in my eyes. I was like, I'm going to find a man one day who doesn't give me a you. library because I will get my own library. I am a 21st century woman. Right. But I was like, I just wanted to be with someone that got how much she loved books. I wanted mm. to be with somebody as a kid where I was like, yeah, I want to get married and they're going to be cool with me having cats and reading. Yeah, that's kind of what I was, <laughs> was fishing for when I was asking. Because yeah, I yeah. figured that had to come up eventually. The library. Yes. She loved books. Yes. I don't know how many times people have sent me that gif of her like sliding through the on bookstore the, on yes. the ladder. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that a million times. It I've is seen like some a, bookstores and libraries where they have bell the sliding and they're, they put an X through it because they don't want people to do <laughs> <Yes>. that. <Yeah. laughs> and I think that's hilarious because again, we know that people like us, people of the library mm. persuasion, mm. 100% are just dreaming of doing that one day. What is yeah. it about the ladder? There's just something, maybe because no, you would have to have a really opulent, know. big library you would, you for would that just, true, yeah. to make that a ne necessity. So. And some really good wheel architecture system. I don't know how you make that work on the wall <laughs> logistically. I've thought about this a lot, but I want it. And I don't happen. think my house is big enough for the ladder, sadly. You really? just might have to get a bigger house then. Okay, maybe not in this market, but no, it's not happening. when it crashes. 2024. Are you guys Sounds ready good. for a new segment I'd like to call Olivia's Trivia? I 100% okay. feel unprepared because I didn't bring anything special to the table today. I thought of it in the car right here. Well, first, okay. I have a new segment, too. It's called Manda's Jokes. But go ahead, Olivia. That's an ongoing <gasps> segment. That's a, that's is a that just your life? Out. It's just like... It is. Try the gray I stuff. I feel like Manda it's always delicious. tells a joke every day. Or she says something in a joking manner. If I don't, my soul lives, will dry up. Exactly. And I'll die. That's a fairy tale. Speaking of, <laughs> I researched the original fairy tale. Okay. Um, Beauty and the Beast. So it was written in 1740. It was a 200-page novel. Jeez. To begin with, Ooh. by Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. Ooh. And then 16 years later, Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont cut 195 pages of it and publish it as a five-page fairy tale thank you jean marie mm -hmm. yeah thank you jean marie exactly. she yes. did what we need okay so the thing to know about the original story it is a rich french lady story written for rich french ladies so it's just like the most accessible story it's there it's is. very relatable Obviously. i feel like this is early feminism uh, so written by a woman it was for I was women i was surprised mm -hmm. it was written for yes. a woman but it was rich french lady feminist because <laughs> they're okay so you know right. i'm going to tell you the original story ready okay it's okay. i practiced it it's less than three minutes you can time me if you want if you want to put three minutes on the clock i mean do you really okay. want me to no i'll just okay. do it real fast. okay 
So Beauty is her name, because in French, Belle means beauty, and she is the youngest of 12 children. None of her sisters are called Beauty because they're all ugly, and that's a thing in this story, mm. that if you are ugly on the outside, you're ugly on the inside, and if you're beautiful on the outside, you're beautiful on the inside. So her sisters are ugly and mean. Wow. Her father's poor. He goes to a ship to get some riches, because his riches came in on a ship, I guess. As you do. As he does. Obviously. And so he comes back and he gets caught in the rain and then he finds this empty castle and nobody lives there. So Mm -hmm. he like stays there overnight and there's food on the table and he eats it. It's very kind of like the story we know. The beer guest. The beer. He was their guest Mm -hmm. for the night. He wakes up He and all that's fine. And then he gets up and he goes, he's going to go home and he sees a rose bush. So he picks one for his daughter, Beauty, who's his favorite. He just like blatantly his favorite. And that's not okay. So the beast Mm -hmm. is like, you're not allowed to just pick my roses without asking. I'm going to eat you unless you bring me one of your kids. And he says, fine. Jeez. So he goes that's back. That's kind of fair, though. It's, like, you, you shouldn't be picking flowers that's what out I of tell my neighbors yards. when they come too close to my rose bushes. <laughs> I'll eat you I'm if you don't bring I'm going to eat you unless you bring me one yep. of your kids. <laughs> so he goes home, and he's like, kids, bad news. One of you has to go live with the beast because um, I picked a rose. And Beauty's the sanctimonious worst. So she's like, Shh, I'll go. I'll go, Daddy. I'll do it. I'm your favorite, yes. so I'll oh, sacrifice I'm a myself. Daddy. She's, she's mm. the worst. So he takes her back. She she lives there and it's a lot like the story like she just kind of walks around the castle she finds a library she wears fancy dresses mm-hmm. she says like the worst that you could really say about the beast is that he's stupid he's not even really that violent and then inexplicably she's like i need to go home for two months and the beast is like fine but if you come back after two months i'll die and she says fine so she goes back and even though her sisters have been nothing but vile to her through the whole story she goes back hangs out with them dances at their wedding for two months that's and a long wedding it's that's, it's many oh sorry she has all six, the weddings yeah six, she has wow, 12 all siblings. Weddings. Oh, okay. so she's dancing at all what their do weddings her parents do that they can afford six weddings in a she's row? very poor i don't really <laughs> see this is like there's a level back in the day wedding right. yeah. where oh. they just threw on whatever they had like, it was a yeah. here's your mm-hmm. leg of mutton to share between the 10 of you yes. right <laughs> Exactly. I hope someone splashed some water on their hands because we don't use soap. Mm. So two months quickly passes and then she's like, I could stand to stay a little longer. So even though she knows full well, he'll die. She stays there longer. And then she goes back after two months wow. and he's like on his last leg. He's like laying in the lawn. He's almost dead. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to get a bucket of water and splashes it on him. And he immediately is. Revived. You're not supposed to do that. You can drown somebody. It, it oh. worked. I think she sprinkled water on him. Okay. She's like a fancy French lady. So yeah, I don't think you're supposed fair. to do that. That sounds either. like some kind of baptism. Yeah. Reference. Oh, oh, maybe there's some hmm. metaphor and then probably not. No. And he's fine. And he's like, do you want to get married? She says, yes. A fairy immediately shows up oh. and she's like, now you're no. a person. So then he's a person and then his mom shows up and this is like my favorite part. His mom shows up out of like immediately out of nowhere. She shows up and she's, he's like, Hey mom, this is beauty. We're going to get married. I'm a person again. Isn't this great? And his mom is like, cool. Is she of noble birth? And he, and she's oh. like, she made me not be a beast anymore. And you're going to ask if she's from noble blood. And Bella's like, our beauty's like, no. My dad's really poor. And my but he just dead. paid for six <laughs> weddings, so he's got that going he's got, for him. He's got, he's got money somewhere. He has some change. And the mom is like, 
ew and she's mad and she doesn't like it and she <laughs> and the fairy's ew. like that's rude anyway plot twist she's my daughter and also she's your niece it's like this complicated what? they're oh. related and then his mom is like perfect and then they lived happily ever after See, now they what? really are doing the whole noble thing because they're related well that that's, that's the thing like rich french mm-hmm. lady are like yes i'm we're impressed related. you did it in three and a half minutes did i oh <gasps> Thank you. I always watch my phone. Look at that. Oh, thank you. You're well, so welcome. I'm impressed how lovely. fast you were able to tell. It's that a pretty, story. it's a, there's not much that happens through like oh. a huge chunk of it. She just wears dresses Yikes. and walks around the castle. Oh, it sounds like my dream life. Go back yeah. to the, just, to just the fairy cousin mother situation. That sounds very <laughs> like. They cut that in the new version, the original yeah, version. I think you should avoid marrying your cousins. So I just wanted to acknowledge that on the podcast. Back maybe. then they were like really into it. They were. Because you know, it caused, um, what's that condition where you can't stop bleeding? Is it hemophilia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince Alexander, right? He was the last, he was a little Romanoff son. Oh, really? That was supposed oh. to be the next heir. He had really bad hemophilia, and they found out through the years um, in research and science and modern medicine that that was actually one of the side effects of them breeding too closely with their cousins and family members. So I don't recommend that for Beauty and the Beast. No. Fortunately, that doesn't happen in the Disney version as far as we know. Was there a Beauty and the Beast too? I didn't see it, if there was. Listeners, we want to officially say we we don't don't recommend marrying your relatives. Just beyond the hemophilia thing, I just... (laughs) Maybe yeah, just do some research. Thing too, do some right? research before you marry someone. <laughs> do your own research. Do your 23andMe. This is not an advertisement for them. They're not a sponsor. But maybe right. do some research before you marry anybody to make sure they're not your cousins, that your mom's not secretly a fairy. Do your research, <laughs> listeners, please, for us. You can actually do it at your local library. If you come in, we have Ancestry.com. That's amazing. Good job. Yeah, Yeah, I did a plug there for that. That was really good. They're also not a sponsor, but we use that database here. Yeah, and so can you. So I thought it was interesting that, I don't know, I think maybe I'm wrong about this, but it feels like traditional fairy tale logic is that sort of ugly on the outside, ugly on the Mm -hmm. inside. But the movie, the 90s movie, is the opposite. Right. Overall, Disney tried to promote a better message for children and, mm-hmm. you know, and especially too in the 90s and early 2000s, I feel like body image was 100% an issue. And if you were any sort of child who grew up and were not skinny and tiny or by any means, then right. you might have been ostracized. Right. I was ostracized sometimes. Right. It hurt my feelings. And then I was like, okay, but look, the beast wasn't totally bad, I guess, or... Yeah, I thought that too when I was rewatching it. I was like, this is very, it's what's on the inside that counts. That was, mm-hmm. I think they even like say that. And now I think like the new youngin' kids are even pushing it further to be like, what is really beautiful anyway? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. What, where are these beauty standards coming from? Yeah. Gen Z is completely blown up the beauty standards. Yeah. And between physical beauty and then. Um, expressions of like gender of course like I feel like gender fluidity abound like Mm, in so many levels you know and you have girls like shaving their heads and like people uh, guys wearing skirts and it's Mm -hmm. like nobody really cares and at the end of the day honestly do we really care I feel like for the most part 
all any of us would really care about is, okay, are they naked in a public setting? <laughs> oh, okay, they're not? Great. Then mm-hmm. that's you be on your way. You do you. Because <laughs> that's a little bit going back to your insides matching your outsides, except mm-hmm. we're taking more power over our outsides mm. and mm-hmm. making them like expressions of ourselves. That's true. Rather yes. than what you're born with. But when I was a kid... It was revolutionary just to have a Disney princess who was like a reader and a smart yes. girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Who was wanting to reject the big, strong man who was Gaston, who, yes. of course, we all despised. Oh, the misogyny is just... Yeah. Ugh. yeah. So, and, and I think in a lot of ways, like us growing up, it was kind of like, yes, we want someone who's more intelligent, please, that we can yes. actually have a full conversation with. Yeah. And it's not all about your looks. Right. Yeah. I, because Gaston was kind of the epitome of, oh, I'm handsome and I look amazing. I like the three blonde girls but that always like sigh. <laughs> they sigh when he walks by. They melt. Uh, yeah. And that the fact that Bella always just does not bite on the charms. Like when he shows up at the house and tries to propose and lands in her like pig trough or whatever. Mm-hmm. Best scene. Best scene. And the fact True. that he tries to like manipulate her into marriage, can we unpack that a little bit? Right. The things that yeah. you don't catch in Disney movies when you're a kid, it's so funny to me when people are worried about what kids experience. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be because there are definitely things kids shouldn't experience yet. But it's so funny when you watch Disney movies and you're like, that's a cartoon, whatever. But then you watch certain ones as an adult and it's like, did I miss that when I was a kid? Yeah. Oh yeah. I did. And you mm-hmm. watch it as an adult with more life experience and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really messed up that he was willing to put her dad in an insane asylum oh to my get God. her to marry him. <laughs> and that, yes, mm-hmm. there's just so much yowzers about that movie. Yeah. That- and that insane asylum guy being this like death, yeah skeleton and even that's really scary like i don't you wouldn't see that anymore Mm because now we know more about mental mental health yeah mental health and people you know what if there's a kid who had a mental illness and they thought that was going to be their doctor you know and i think and i think that that's actually a really good segue into with disney plus and i don't know how much you guys watch kids movies on disney i watch them with my nieces and nephew but they do um at the start of some of the movies now disney has messages about what is now culturally inappropriate that was included in movies back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, My brother's kids really wanted to watch Peter Pan Mm, and my brother didn't think anything of it. And then it got to the part where they sing the song about the red man, you know, our native people in the fifties that nowadays we're like, wow, is that culturally insensitive? So I think it's interesting too, that Disney Mm -hmm. now includes those messages to be like, Hey, we made this movie. We know kids like it, but please understand it has culturally insensitive for XYZ yeah. reasons. So. Oh, do they have that now? So they yeah, do. And a lot of they them. do at the start of the mm-hmm. movies. So it's like Peter Pan's one. Um, oh, God, I know. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. There's like two or three others that I heard of the same violence thing. at the like. I think we right. watched the kids wanted to watch Treasure, not Treasure Island. It was Family Robinson. Mm-hmm. I think it said mm-hmm. you know cultural whatever and violence because right. they shoot cannons and all that stuff. And it's like. I'm glad that as a society, we're becoming more kind of aware of those things. But it's so interesting to experience Disney as an adult versus... As a kid. Like, did anyone see the Mandalorian coming from Disney when you were... You know what I mean? That came out of (laughs) nowhere when they bought Star Wars, but that's a whole nother... I know, and I I will say that I think it's good that Disney has evolved and... Mm -hmm. uh, because. Part of me feels like, and maybe I could be wrong in saying this, but that Walt Disney himself actually 
was a little racist Mm -hmm. on some level. So now that they're transitioning to like, okay, we're acknowledging that this isn't appropriate anymore and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So, and that's just smart business practice on them um, for sure. So that newer one turning red or whatever, that's red panda. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember watching it's it, thinking Pixar, I was like, right? which is Disney, okay, I think. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, I don't know. But um, just remembering that it seemed when they were showing the full classroom that there were much more, it wasn't just a bunch of white kids, it yes. was mm-hmm. much more representative. When, right. So yes. I applaud Disney on that. We're getting there. So well. We're getting there. I, I listened to another po- podcast called Cultish, and uh, it's by... We have the book Cultish here at the library. It's by um, cult, sorry, it's about cult adjacent communities. So they'll, mm-hmm. the book goes into things like Soul Cycle or um, CrossFit. sororities, CrossFit, oh, mm-hmm. these sort of communities that use, it's mostly about the language of cults and how they use. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they have a podcast too, and they did one on Disney adults, and they interviewed Absolutely. somebody who was mm-hmm. like a big time yes. adult mm-hmm. Disney fan. Yeah. And they do talk about like, how you know they'll they'll often say that they love disney and someone will be like oh well disney's problematic and they're like yeah we know and and that's something that we all think Mm -hmm. about but we still love like the music so a couple little other tidbits about beauty and the beast the movie Mm -hmm. is that it won the best sorry it won the academy award for best original song and the score won best original score at the oscars and then it was the first animated film ever to be nominated for best picture Mm-hmm. And the original oh, really? script from Disney was not a musical. It was just like kind of a straightforward, like serious kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But then Little Mermaid came out just a little bit before that. And it yes. was such a big mm-hmm. hit that they were like, they scrapped the original and then turned it into a. How do you feel like this? Um, Heart of that world. So <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I had to. <laughs> How do you feel like it's like Little Mermaid or that it, like what themes do you think it? Looks at, I mean, for me, Little Mermaid was such a big deal because she was like an adventurer. There is that element of these princess characters wanting to, wanting more. Yeah. Yeah, Like Belle wanted more than a dumb, handsome husband. Ariel wanted more than to just be swimming around in the ocean and being a princess. Right. Um, So I think it's that, you know, they're wanting to create their own narrative more than having someone else create it for them. I think that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like agency. I like that Beauty and the Beast is kind of comparing it in my head to Little Mermaid. I like that it kind of broke the mold as far as she was not seeking out a relationship where I feel like a lot of the Disney mm-hmm. stories, it's like mm-hmm. like Little Mermaid, she's after the guy, right? Which is fine. Snow White, the guy falls in love with her. Um, Sleeping Beauty, you know what I'm saying? Like some of those where it's, it feels more about it's mostly on this relationship track. I like that Beauty and the Beast was kind of, yes, she falls in love with him. So there's still the romantic trope, but it was accidental and it was more, she's trying to save her father. Mm -hmm. So she's like the strong character that's saving. And then, you know, the relationship is kind of happenstance. It happens because she gets to know him. He gives her the library and that sealed the deal. Let's just call it what it is. (laughs) He gave her the library and she's like, let's get married right now. Obviously you can see into my soul and know what I need. I need a library (laughs) with ladders on wheels that I can swing and sing on because that's what I do at my small local (laughs) bookstore. And I've already read all their books. So I guess I have to move into your castle and read these. Right. But um, 
musically. I mean, wasn't that the same team of music musicians for that? Yeah, they were even going to use the same voice actor for yeah. The Little Mermaid to Belle, but they wanted Belle to sound more mature. Yeah. And they didn't want to make her sound like a little girl, which I thought was interesting too. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, she's supposed to be older and I feel like someone who as well read as Belle is, even if she wasn't, maybe if Ariel and Belle were supposed to be the same age, I feel like Belle would have a certain little bit more maturity. Yes. Because she is so well read. I was right. going to say the music in Little Mermaid is more playful because she's supposed to be younger. So think about there's like mm. under the sea and even right. the song um, kiss the girl is still really playful and the way that they did the artwork where the fish are like shooting the water and it's like it's romantic but it's also kind of silly because you have the seagull going wah 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 right, wah, right that <laughs> but then it's interesting like then you have like the crescendo music when they get married and there's the rainbow and her dad's like floats out of the water on his magic wave. <laughs> oh my gosh. But then you go to Beauty and <laughs> the Beast so much back. You go you go to Beauty and the Beast and the songs are fun but they're more mature and it gets really real when you have like Gaston where they sing that song about kill the beast, kill the beast. So it feels like it feels almost like from little mermaid to beauty and the beast. It's like little mermaids about her growing up and getting married. Beauty and the beast is about independent woman. And like that to me is very interesting how they took and made it more mature, but you would still show it to the same age group of children and not think about it. Maybe. And the, the, um, Belle has a lot more agency than Ariel. Mm-hmm. Ariel isn't allowed to talk through most of the movie too, which, which is, is like, there's a lot we can unpack. There's a problem that. in that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot we can unpack. Paging Dr. Freud. So, Paging Dr. Freud. Would, so I thought the Kill the Beast song was really interesting yes. when I rewatched it because there was that line that um, we don't like things we don't understand. It yes. scares us. Yes. And that yes. would be really interesting to talk to a kid about. Like, well, how do you feel about something you don't understand? Yeah. And Mob mentality. That yeah, song that to too. me is anytime oh, I see something on the news where people go like banana pants together and riot and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, I think of that, you know, that mob mentality from. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like you learn about mob mentality in a Disney movie. Right. right? And then as an adult, you watch it and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> you really packed a punch in here. <laughs> so. So would Beauty uh, and the Beast be our first like enemies to lovers story that we would have encountered as children mm. is it an, it's an enemies to lovers it, sh- it, it is. is it is there's a whole trope of rom-com right. romance books right now that are really Fair. big like pride which, and prejudice yep vain because i'm trying to think of other i know ones. i'm trying to think of other ones now at first i was gonna say maybe aladdin but i was like no she was on the market she was kind yeah, of into aladdin yeah she was okay. totally into aladdin because he kept her from getting her hand cut off how could you not exactly, be like right you're amazing <laughs> i've got an elephant i will give you now because i have them i know i'm trying dozens. to think of other Disney movies of that time, but I don't think so. I think it's, it's true. I think, I think the, it's like maybe it, they took. It was our first uh, experience with When Harry Met Sally. Just gonna say it's a child right. version of When Harry Met <gasps> Sally. Oh, yes, God. yeah. When Harry Met Sally. So I'll do a little plug for a new author, Emily Henry books. If you like mm-hmm. en- Enemies to Lovers, she has a brand new one out called Book Lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of her books have that sort of enemies to lovers thing and we're all reading it so and if you like a classic pride and prejudice pride, it's a pride and prejudice for sure <laughs> mm-hmm. that story i i actually felt the way this way about beauty and the beast is that i felt like the story the plot was just watertight like it was so well done mm-hmm. i believed 
that she needed to go save her father. I believe that she needed to, like, it was just, the plot was just right there. And not the original one where she sprays the water on his face. No, you're talking about the Disney version. <laughs> the Disney version. Tight. Not the baptism version. The one version, where the, the... they're going to get married and the mom shows up and she's like, are you rich? <laughs> I, there's, there's some holes in that story oh, for me. I've got a lot of questions. What's your lineage? Um... Real quick, can we just acknowledge that in the original VHS, before DVDs, before it was streaming <laughs> on Disney+, Plus, when they released the first movie, that song that they added, there's a Christmas song that's now in it that was not in the original one. Oh. A Christmas song. There's a holiday song in there. I'll have to look it up. It was not in the original release. They they had made it, but they cut it out. Well, they the, released a Christmas version, no, no, no. too. There's a song. Maybe <laughs> it's not. It was cri- like five movies later, no. but. <laughs> Maybe it's not a Christmas song, but there's. Um, oh, no, it's To Be Human Again. Oh, that song. That yes. song was yeah. not in the original release, VHS. Right. I think Or they, in the movie theater version. They added it later. They added it. I want to say they added it to the Broadway version and to the live show You can't show buy of it, it on DVD now without that version but, in it, though. Yeah, and then... Which is so infuriating. Because the Broadway version came out, I believe it was like 94 or 95, a few years later. Mm. And Human Again was in the Broadway version. And then I think they added it back into the VHS later. Um, And I feel like the only reason I know this was because I was also in the musical, of course, in high school. Because obviously- Tell us you were a teacup. I was definitely Mrs. Potts. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know we were in the present. I feel like- also, I remember the musical and I remember the song Human Again because it was a quite a long song mm-hmm. and we didn't have the fancy Broadway contraption to hold your arm up in the air to be the teapot. Oh, so gosh, I had to hold it up gosh. the whole song and it was a very long song. Yikes. And by the end of it, just that scene went black and I was like, oh, thank goodness I can put my arm down. I just want to, in case there's any Disney folks listening that have the power to do this now you have the rights to beauty and the beast and now you also own the star wars franchise so i'm going to ask you for two favors disney i want you to re-release the original one without the human again song take me back to 1991 take me home country road also when george lucas and his infinite Wisdom re-released the original three Star Wars movies. He added a computer animated Jabba the Hutt into Star Wars A New Hope that was not in the original one and it looks terrible. It does not match. I hate it so much. Can you also please put the original VHS release of that New Hope without Jabba the Hutt computer animated, please? We don't ask for a lot here on the I don't ask for a lot, but I do love my Beauty and the Beast and I do love my Star Wars, gosh. I know, and I will say, like, stop computer animating so much. You really don't. It's the same thing with, like, the Chucky movies. The new Chuckies aren't nearly as As creepy as the doll that chases you. Exactly. I just want to... Reach out to any of my other friends listening that grew up in the 80s. If you can hearken back to Teddy Ruxman talking when no one was touching it, that terror. Oh, we had Furby for that. Yeah, that's true. Teddy Ruxman was way scarier because he'd slowly open his eyes and it was like (laughs) so mechanical sound. It was like, and then we had the my buddy and kid sister equally terrifying. They were like our version of Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy with their own creepy song. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) But I want to say, I don't think Human Again was on the Disney Plus version. 
I don't remember. I want you to go home and watch it again for us. Again? And then tell us in two weeks when we record again. Okay. Or maybe. I'm not trying to be right. Listeners could write in. Do you want me to give you guys some (laughs) Rita likes for folks who love Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Okay. So some Rita like series because people love their Disney type books. There is a series by Ridley Pearson called The Kingdom Keepers that you would probably like if you like Beauty and the Beast type stories. Uh, There is The Isle of the Lost Descendants, which is a series by Melissa de la Cruz. And I feel like that was made into a Disney program. I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, And then there is also something called the Villain Series, where they actually take the Disney villains and uh, someone has written novels about them. That's by Serena Valentino. And I've heard those are really fun. Um, I would also recommend, if you like Beauty and the Beast, come and check out our fairy tale collection in the kids' department. It is enormous. It's right when you walk in by our between our readers and the Crawler Corral, which is the little area for the babies. We have so many fairy tales. We have fairy tales from all around the world. Um, we've got some really fantastic ones that are specific to Michigan. But um, there's a bajillion different versions of Beauty and the Beast. And I highly recommend you read them and compare them. And Olivia is dying to say I something. I have a fact. <laughs> Tell us the facts. Have you ever heard of the Arne Thompson Uther Index? I have not. So it's a way that like folklore scholars index fairy tales and folk tales. And it's a lot like the Dewey Decimal System. They have a number system Mm -hmm. and they have headings. So they have their main headings, Mm -hmm. which are animal tales, tales of magic, religious tales, realistic tales, tales of the stupid ogre slash giant slash devil. That's my favorite one. (laughs) Anecdotes and jokes. (laughs) And formula tales, which I don't know what that is, but um, maybe they're always like like formulaic, like a John Grisham novel, where it's the same story over and over again, but with a different title. Do you mean James Patterson? Grisham? Um, I actually, I feel like it's it's the same thing. I'm going to tell you what. In 1993, when I was 13, and this was way too mature for my 12, 13 year old brain, I went through and read every single John Grisham book, which through that point was. There may have been six or seven. I feel like the last one I read was Rainmaker. And even at 12 or 13, I'm like, this is kind of always the same book. (laughs) Ann Patchett says that we have one story that we just keep telling over and over. I love Ann Patchett. I love Ann Patchett. Her story, she said, is... So maybe all stories should have categories like this. So she said hers is group of strangers gets thrown together and has to deal with a situation altogether. So yeah, so Beauty and the Beast. I'm here to tell you that your stories are might have a similar theme, but they are not. They're varied. They are not formulaic. But it's there's something to be said for authors that have the same have a formulaic. Oh, for sure. If it it works for you and readers like it, otherwise James Patterson's books wouldn't check out. Or John Grisham, and I'm not knocking it. Mm -hmm. I know um, my father-in-law loves books by them, and that's great. And what read whatever makes you happy. Um, that's well, it. That's but going so back to Ann Patchett, can we just like put a shout marketing. out to Ann Patchett? She's my favorite. I know writer. she says that she is very <laughs> shy because I watch her Instagram videos and I've read her books and tons of interviews because I absolutely oh, yes. love her. I just want to put out a shout out to Ann Patchett. If you can leave your awesome bookstore and come and be on our show, that would be a dream come true. I think every oh. episode we should have an author that we shout out to. Last time it was Jane Yolen. Yep. This time I was rolling with Yolen. You last were rolling time. with Yolen. <laughs> now you're. Hatchet with Patchet? I'm um, Hatchet with Patchet. I like it. Patchet. I like Hatchet. Hatchet. Because then we can also, good. she and I could talk about Gary Paulson books. We could do a Hatchet oh my God. <laughs> episode. We could totally do the Hatchet. 
patch it with patch it. We're going to put that out there um, and patch it. If you could clear your really busy author schedule. Right. And and take some time to read the hatchet by Gary Paulson and come on our (laughs) show. We'll do hatchet with patch it. And um, it'll be an amazing conversation. But also, um, can I just tell you my claim to fame was I got to accept an award once at ALA for my library. Are you kidding? And I got to do a thank you speech for like two minutes. And I got to sit in the front row because I was accepting. Oh my God. And I was the last speech before Ann Patchett came on the stage. And I literally sat 20 minutes or 20 minutes from her, 20 feet from her the whole time. I was just like, because <gasps> she's one of my favorite authors. Yeah, she's, I so love So I came her. this close to meeting Ann Patchett. Just oh. So close. Mm. So we could just seal the deal with Hatchet with Patchett. Okay. All right. We, need to we tag put it her on there. So we're going to tag go. her on social media. Parnassus you books. should. Tag you her. have to tag Parnassus books because she doesn't have a social media account, she's but her so bookstore cool. does. That's okay. Yeah. She's amazing. I know. Send me an email reminder. I will. Yes. It's going to be amazing. I need written written confirmation of things it's gonna happen yeah you sound like a boomer you need written confirmation do you print your emails <laughs> well no. you fax it over to her oh faxing oh, i'll put it on microfiche someone- <laughs> for you and help you with the microfiche reader someone asked me to fax something the other day wow. or be like or oh, i needed to send something they're like well here's my fax number and Whoa. i was like people still have those what doctor's offices really? still have them and i'm like really you don't Maybe feel like it's, it's safer to scan right. and I send think it with, in email? yeah doc offices it's a whole prescription safety blah 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 thing but vaccine safe i don't understand how vaccine works how it goes through the machine and it's like beep boop beep boop 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 and then it goes through the other machine and it goes beep boop beep boop boop boop, (laughs) and it knows to translate that into i don't understand how the pictures work i think we need to read a book about fax machines for one of our future programs Mm -hmm. so we can all learn a couple things sure we we might be able to find one in the friends bookshop no they only have gosh golly i was gonna go on amazon and find one of those random books where there was only like five in print and because it's a kitschy subject no one reads anymore the book's gonna be 375 dollars and i won't be able to read it or buy it i love to read alikes this time especially Mm -hmm. I liked the fairy I tale. I liked your trivia. Too. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, I promised a joke, you guys. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's Oceans of Possibilities this summer at the Summer Library Program here at Troy. And so we've been coming up with lots of fun, cheesy jokes for the children. I know. I watched it on the YouTube. It was, it was some good stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. that's those yeah. are rib tickling. Yeah, rib yeah. ticklers. Yes. Let me think of a good one for you. Hang on a second. Where did the whale go to get his teeth fixed? Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be good. I don't know, man. Where did he go? He went to the orchidontist. <laughs> As I'm laughing with my giant mouth hanging open, you can probably see all my orca fillings in the back. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, special times. That was great. That was a low (laughs) note to end on, friends. I think it was fine. (laughs) You're like, I can't even correct you and say a high note. I'm just going to laugh and agree. Maybe we need, we'll end in a song to help cheer us up again. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. Can we legally legally play a snippet? Yeah. Be our guest or something. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Wait, how's it start again? It's the, or, you know, I'll just sing the the Mrs. Potts portion. Okay. Because that's like the okay. one I remember the most. And I remember I would like, I would shuffle mm-hmm. on the stage mm-hmm. because I had the, you know, the little <laughs> bottom of the teapot mm-hmm. where my feet were. And so I could just, I, it was just a literal shuffle. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, um, 
It's a guest, it's a guest, sakes alive, well I'll be blessed. Wine's been poured and thank the Lord, I've had the napkins freshly pressed. With dessert, she'll want tea, and pie dear, that's fine with me. While the cups do their soft shoeing, I'll be bubbling, I'll be brewing. I'll be warm, piping hot, heaven's sakes, is that a spot? Clean it up, we want the company impressed. We've got a lot to do, is it one lump or two? So be our guest, be our guest. Be our guest. I don't want to sing that. That was really good. That really added. I'm really sad for the listeners that they couldn't see us dancing. We were rocking. Flamboyantly in our (laughs) (laughs) Backup dancers. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) We have the gig. Crushed it. Thank you, Nicole, for joining us today. Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org slash podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.